Good morning. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy you tuned in for another show. And uh, David, uh, my good friend David Abood is here. Hey, David. Hey, John. How are you? Great to be here again with you today. Very good. Very yeah. good. And uh, and happy birthday to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's my birthday. You know what they say, the more birthdays you have, the longer you live. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm grateful to Well, God. many more, John. Thank you, sir. God bless you. So, it's, uh, it's another day in the universe and... Yeah. You know, David, this show, we've had several really interesting people on in the last yes. couple of months, you know, oh, from yeah. all over the world, yeah. from South Africa yeah. to Nairobi, I think it was one, and then Thailand, mm -hmm. and uh, different ministries, yes. and then we kind of go back more into an apologetic, but today I want us to discuss something, and once again, thank you guys all for tuning in. Uh, if, you, if you're not having clarity on this uh, on the reception, you can live stream us on your iPad, your iPhone, and just simply go to www w.wnzn.org that's wnzn.org and of course we're 89.1 fm on the radio station but like i was saying david i think if one thing you could characterize the world today that we live in today is chaos am i right oh, yeah. it just seems like it reminds me like we're in the spin cycle of a dryer when you used to look in the window and everything's topsy-turvy but you see it all over yeah. in terms of culture and media and, and the world, you know, with China and Taiwan and Russia and Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And we had that uprising mm -hmm. in Israel last week. And yeah. just all kinds of changes are going around. And what I want us to look at this morning is what, what do you do when everything is changing around you? Where is your stability? Where is your pillar yes. that you can anchor your, your, your mental capacity, right. your soul, your outlook on life? How right. do you reorient or do you just get caught up in all these waves, these tumultuous waves that are crashing this way and that way? And a part of the problem is media in the sense, I think it took almost a month for the news of uh, President Lincoln's assassination to get to England. He was assassinated. I think it took almost a month to get that message across by boat until they knew. Oh. But nowadays, everything is like just click, click, click. Immediate. And so yeah. that way we're bombarded. I grew up in the 50s. I was a little boy. We had three TV stations, NBC, <laughs> CBS, ABC, right? That was yeah, it. Yeah. But now it's just everything coming at you so quick. It and what is. I want us to do this morning for a couple minutes, step back as believers, look at those things which don't change. Right. And what I said, in an ever-changing world, get with that which never changes. Yeah. And we're going to look at that today. Yeah. So, you know, Jan, uh, it's an excellent point. And it just seems like there has been no break Um for the world, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you think about COVID, you think about, you know, the gas prices, you think about war, you think about what's happening with uh, these governments and how they're treating their people, and it just seems like it's one thing after another. But, but honestly, um, you know, and, and my wife mentioned this to me the other day. She goes, you know, you seem calm, mm. uh, and I said, well, you know, since I've been walking with John and the Lord, um, you know, about two thousand and ten. And, you know, we did that one show on Revelations where it showed the throne room that mm -hmm. he was in complete control. Right. He is in complete control. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, uh, his under uh, our understanding is not his, mm. you know, and so you have to trust that. And when you trust that, regardless of how many arrows are hitting you or trying to take you out, mm -hmm. you know that there is a plan that you don't understand. Right. And one of the things... You know, we're, we're in the process of moving our, our surrogate parents right now. They're, um, you know, they're 81 and they're going into a smaller home, first floor living. 
And, uh, and so one of the pictures they have in their kitchen, which Marilyn and I really love, is they have this, you know, uh, this, this uh, chicken. Uh-huh. But, her, you know, the, the baby hens are below her and they're just pop, popping their head out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you start to think that's kind of the protection that Christ can cover us in, Sure. It's a game changer. Yeah. And then, you know, we can talk about the armor of God. We've done that on previous shows. But then you realize that, you know, the God of this world, the enemy, is doing this on purpose to pull people from God. And in some cases, it's actually bringing people to God. Yeah. So, it, you know, it doesn't always fulfill his plan. But to your point, um, the, the best thing we can do is be in the word and really pick up the Bible because that never changes. That's and, the point. And, and I think that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, you're exactly right, David. Is, yeah. So when we establish, and everybody would agree, Christian or non-Christian, that the world is just, it's just on fast forward. Mm-hmm. It just is. And things are moving quickly. And uh, a lot of stuff, um, matter of fact, there's a very interesting book re- written years ago by a man by the name of Toffler. Yeah. It was called Future Shock. It wasn't a Christian book, but this guy was, him and his wife were very good writers, and they were very good, they were called futurists, they could predict trends, they weren't yeah. prophets, they could yeah. predict trends in culture and business. Yeah. But he says, when the, the rate of change becomes so great that an organism or a person cannot properly process things like depression, anxiety, alcoholism, drug abuse, suicide, increase. And what they used to do in a lab, they had mice, right, yeah. in these mazes, of these yeah. And they'd add a couple more in there, and then they'd, they'd buzz lights, you know, their buzzers or this and this and that. And they, they, these things couldn't process, and they go in corners and just start shaking. Yeah. Or some of them would actually die. They just, yeah. it was too much as they increased these little stressors. Yeah. And so he extrapolated from that 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 happens with human beings. Yes. And that's where we're at today, where there's yeah. there's incredible amount of these, these, these stressor points, yes. these indicators, like anxiety. Yeah. And uh, all kinds of depression and sleeplessness, insomnia, drug abuse, alcoholism, suicide, and just what's going on here? Breakdown in relationships. Yeah, you know, before 2010, I probably would have been searching for the same things mm. the masses are. You know, a way to relax, mm-hmm. a way to get away from what's going on in the news. And the best way to do that, and John, I, I, I think you feel this way too from what you've told me, but, you know, I had a bunch of stuff going into my head Yesterday, while I was preparing for the show with the business and some new people, I want to get some stuff, you know, going on. And once I got into the word, all I can tell you, and it's hard to articulate, but there was a calm. Yeah. And it's kind of like you get underneath the feathers, Mm -hmm. you know, the protective feathers, uh, you know, uh, of Jesus Christ, right? And his wings. And it just kind of seals off all the chaos. Right. I can't explain it any other way. It really does happen that way to me now, especially when you're in the Word and you are trying to get it to marinate in your head and in your mouth. And we, you know, and I see some of that in these verses. Oh yeah. Uh, in John fifteen seven and eight, which we're going to talk about today, you will be shocked once you start to do it regularly how common it is. Yeah. So it, let's uh, jump in. You, yeah. you gave the lead in here, David. So. Um, what we're looking at is, is yeah. we're going to look at this in this kind of uh, program, the remaining right. minutes. Um, in an ever-changing world, what is it that doesn't change? And mm-hmm. you just quoted, this is the famous uh, metaphor, it's a type of parable that Jesus gives. Not really a parable, but it's a yeah. metaphor of the vine and the vineyard. But um, now what's interesting when you study this, if you look from chapter 
13 through 17, if you notice, in if you have a red letter Bible, it's all red letter. It's all Jesus speaking now, okay? Because he's in, in his last week. Uh-huh. Yep. It's starting with John 13 through 17. Yep. It's just about all red letter. And it's just Jesus now speaking with his disciples. He's not speaking to the multitudes, the crowd. Mm-hmm. So this is like what I'm saying. This is like inside information. Oh, this yeah. is for believers. This is, um, yeah. this is real... <laughs> How do I say it? Actually, it has not only wisdom and insight, but it also has mystery to it, which we can benefit with today. Yeah. So, what you quoted in, a, we're going to look at this in fact, is in John chapter 15. Right. And this is where Jesus will open and say, I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. So, he's establishing this picture, this yeah. metaphor of a vine, which was very familiar back then in that mm-hmm. time. Uh, we don't see vineyards unless we live in Napa Valley in California. Yeah. Although at one time, Avon and Avon Lake, Avon Lake were well known for their vineyards. Mm. It's hard to believe. Yeah. But anyhow, yeah. um, he, he goes on to say this. And here's the, the two verses we're going to really focus on today. He says, if you abide in me, verse 7, John chapter 15, and my words abide in you, uh, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Yeah. Now, this is just two verses. Yeah. But as a, I've now been a Christian, I accepted Christ in 1975. If somebody asked me to reduce down to the bare basics of the Christian faith and yeah. how to grow thereby, yep. I would quote these two verses. Because notice what he says in the beginning. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. It says in the scripture clearly, in yeah. Hebrews, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, yeah. and forever. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the great I am. In other words, he doesn't have a past or a future. He is the great I am. He dwells great. in eternity. So we're going to look at both of these. and We're going to take apart these verses in the next 40 minutes or so. But we're going to look at how do we abide in him. But let's go to the second one for a moment. If my words abide in you. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? If my words abide in you. Well, for one thing, just like Jesus doesn't change, his word doesn't change. In other words, Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word endures forever. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. You know, it requires more than merely reading or listening. Mm -hmm. You almost have to internalize the words and meditate on them. That's what we were uh, talking about. I, I like this to quote that I, I found, we must chew and swallow scripture, so to speak, so that it becomes part of us. Right. Yeah. Engrafted. Yes. It's like it's like when you're an athlete and you're <clears throat> training and you're like on an all protein yeah. diet and you're getting rid of carbs and all this, all of that protein is that is actually going into your tissue. It's yeah. actually it's engrafted into you. And so too the word of God can become part of us. That's why it says in Colossians chapter three, verse sixteen. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Yeah. In other words, part of this we're going to see is memorization. Yes. Memorization yeah. is... Go on, David. I know you have another point. <clears throat> well, it, you know, I, I also wrote this down. The more we know and experience Jesus' word, the more we can pray the way Jesus would pray. Uh, and um, before spending time talking to God in prayer, we need to take a few minutes to abide in his word, reflect upon scripture to align our thoughts with God. Mm-hmm. So when it says... You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. It's because your will has aligned with God's, right? Exactly and that's right. one John five fourteen to fifteen, and and that's 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 the uh, hard part to understand. So basically, you know, if if we're saying you know we we want a new house, 
uh, we, we want to buy that, you know, Corvette or, or Ferrari right, or whatever right. it is. Th- th- those things are not always aligned with what God wants for us. So it's almost like we need to listen more um, to God than we're talking to God in a lot of ways, right? To understand the word and what God's intentions are for us. And then when you pray according to his will, I mean, your will, you'll start to see that your will changes. Yeah, right. The more you're in the word. So, yeah. and that happened to me with you. You know, I started off, you know, you know, I was praying for all kinds of things that sure. were more material, you know, uh, finding the next, uh, you know, opportunity and sure. everything else. Um, but when you get into this, you start to realize that your will is changing. Yeah, you're transforming a little bit into a Christ figure, mm-hmm. which is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, being before we leave. I mm-hmm. mean, we are supposed to emulate Christ all the way, and and I think this prayer really goes to the heart of that. Yeah, you're exactly right, David. I, I think so. Yeah. Coming back here now, what we're seeing here, just by quick review, is he's given two requirements and yeah. four benefits. That's yeah. what we're going to explore in the next thirty minutes or so. Two requirements: if you abide in me. That's the first requirement. Mm-hmm. The second requirement, and my words abide in you, then the four benefits. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. He's yeah. saying you will have a powerful prayer life. Yes. You, th- th- yeah. this, we all want this. And if you have a powerful <clears throat> prayer life, you know this, David, when you went to oh, Glennie yeah. yeah. many years ago, yeah. she was, like you say, a prayer warrior. Yeah. You know if you go to her, she hear, God hears and answers her prayer. It's yes. just like that. You know people yes. like that, right? Yep. So we all want a powerful prayer life. Yes. And people will come to you mm-hmm. and they'll say, well, you mm-hmm. pray for this. So yeah. that's number one benefit. <clears throat> number two benefit, he says you will bear much fruit. And we're going to look to that in a minute. Now, he's using the metaphor of the vine and the branches, but he's going to show how you can, we're going to describe some of these things, what fruit is in a minute. Yeah. The uh, third one. John, so not to cut you off, but when, when we look at what is the secret to answered prayer, where it says abide in Christ by keeping his commandments, mm-hmm. John fifteen ten and 1 John three twenty four a we cannot expect Jesus to answer our prayers if we're living in disobedience. But when it says his commandments, I started to look at that, and we can continue on your front and cover this later, but, you know, are we talking about the Ten Commandments? But he also gave close to 50 commands, um, you know, throughout the Bible, and I, I have a list of those. So that, that's something else I want to touch on. What, what are his right, commandments? Right, We'll okay. look at that. Yeah, okay. Of course, when they ask Jesus what's yeah. the greatest commandment, he'll say, love the but, Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, strength, and mind, and, and then love your neighbor, neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. So what yeah. he's doing there, and we'll touch on this, it's an important point, mm-hmm. but if you notice the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, yeah. the first four was man's relationship to God. Yes. The yeah. last six was man's relationship to man. Yeah. What Jesus does is he takes those two, compresses them, takes those two groupings, and the mainspring is love. It's not fear, it's love. Mm-hmm. So if you really love your 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 friend or your yeah. neighbor, you're not yeah. going to steal from him. Yeah. If you really love him, you're not going to bear false witness. You're not going to covet what he has. Yes, exactly right. It goes right. all the way through. Love is the yeah. mainspring. So we'll yeah. talk on that. Sure. So unlike the Old Testament, they had like 613 uh-huh. laws and regulations. Yeah. We don't. But we we must learn to do those things he wants us to do that yeah. please him. Uh, to be forgiving, to be kind, to yeah. be generous, to pray for those that despitefully use us, on and on and on, which basically mm-hmm. is being conformed to the image of Christ. Right. So, okay, so there's the two requirements. Mm-hmm. You abide in me, and my word abides in you. Yep. First benefit, or we can call result or, or uh, 
yeah, benefit, outgrowth of this obedience is number one, a powerful prayer life. Yeah. You will see things happen. Number two, you're going to bear much fruit. We're going to talk about that fruit bearing in a minute. Number three, Jesus says, I will call you my disciple. Now, he says that. And I will call you my disciple. You will be my disciple. Not a convert, not a regular whatever, but you're a mm -hmm. disciple. That's yeah. a powerful title. Yeah. And number three, he says, by this my Father is glorified. Yes. That is the whole purpose of life. It says this in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7. Why did God create us in the first place? You know, what's his purpose? Uh, and here it is. It's very clear. It says this in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, mm -hmm. I have formed him. Yes, I have made him for my glory. Why are we here? To glorify God. And that's what he says. You can, If you abide in Jesus and his word abides, you will glorify God. Yeah. That's, that's life's purpose. <clears throat> Powerful prayer life, bearing much fruit, a disciple of Jesus, and ultimately to glorify our Heavenly Father. Yeah. How do we open the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, Father who art yeah. in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That means bring glory to the Father by your life. Yeah. Just like just like think of it in the natural, David. Uh, really what we want to do as sons and daughters, we want to bring honor to the family name, our normal right. family name, right? right? You're yeah. Abud, yeah. Murtha, yeah. whatever. You want to bring honor. See, that's what the prodigal son didn't do. Right. He dishonored his father's name, going away and living wild. Mm -hmm. But when he came back, humbly, father received him, then he's going to start honoring the family name. Well, we as Christians want to honor our heavenly father. That's what it means, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes. We want to bring honor to your name. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let, we're going to get into these different components. And what I like about these two verses, you can split them apart mm -hmm. and you can look at each one individually, each of these components. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think the other thing is, so the main purpose of bearing fruit then, John, is to glorify God the Father. And uh, fruit bearing is a sign of a believing disciple, right? And yes, so oh, yeah. we're supposed And so we're supposed to emulate that to others. You know, and I thought about it. I thought, you know... As I was reading through this, where it says, Rely on Jesus through prayer. My words abide in you. You will ask for what you desire, and it shall be done for you. I started thinking about children yeah. and how Jesus always um, would go around children because their minds were pure. Mm -hmm. And they weren't, um, I guess, beat up by the world and age. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a child's belief... Uh, you know, his virgin, uh, their virgin belief yeah. that anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I started to think about that and think that we need to go back to having those virgin eyes of a child uh, wonder, when uh -huh. we pray, yeah. that anything is possible and we, we're not tarnished by the world that we've lived in for X amount of years. Right, right. And so I, I, I started to think that that's part of it. And then, you know, let it be part of our story to non-believers too, the, the miracles that have, have occurred through prayer yeah. so that they start going down the path and follow your breadcrumbs and then they start to experience some of the miracles themselves with prayer. Oh yeah, for sure. Because, yeah. th I mean, it says clearly in the Gospel of John chapter 14, right. verse 21, mm -hmm. it's Jesus says, mm -hmm. he that has my commandments and, and keeps them, in other words, obeys them, that shows that you love me, and yeah. my, uh, my Father will love you, I will love you. And then Jesus says this, I will reveal myself to you. Yeah. I will manifest myself. Yes. One of the ways he does that is through answer to prayer. 
Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But he, we got to keep his commandments. <clears throat> now, can he answer the prayer of an unbeliever? Yeah, he's yeah. sovereign. He can, yeah. But if you want a prayer life, a continual prayer life, an effectual mm-hmm. prayer life, it'll even say this in 1 John. You touched on it lightly, but here's what it says in 1 John uh, chapter 3. He says, Beloved, this is verse 21, 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us and we have confidence towards God, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in yeah. his sight. Do you notice that it's pleasing in his sight? So is it pleasing for me to do this? Or yeah. do A yeah. or do B? Yeah. Are my words pleasing to him? Is my thought life pleasing to God? Yeah. So the more we please him, uh, the more effectual our prayers will be. Because we're getting rid of sin. That's yeah. why Jesus says, if you go to the altar to pray and you have something against your brother, lay your gift on the altar. That This is an yeah. Old Testament context. Go get things right with your brother and then come back. So you see, you confess yeah. your sins and then get in right relationship. Other you guys, well, you got a yeah. crimp in the in the pipe. You know, yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean you're not a believer. It just means you, your prayer life won't be as effectual. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. Uh, there's a question here. How do you know that you're relying on Jesus? And you know the answer is you look at your prayer life. You know, and bef- when you and I met, I always told you I would go into case studies and mm-hmm. look at what Harvard case did yeah. in this business and that. And you know what? Once you started showing me the power of prayer yeah. and following Christ, um, it, it changed everything. It changed my world, my family's world, sure. and the people I've interacted world. Because what we're part, of, we, we can't forget we're not on this planet alone. We're in a supernatural realm oh, that's yeah. above us, sure. and so you need this power. You need this protection. You need the Word of God to maintain yourself and, and to function in this world. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't deny it. Whether you want to be in a battle or not with the supernatural, it exists, and you're in it every day. You're in and, it every right. day. And God has given us, yes. just like we try to give our children right. the best food, right. vitamins, mm-hmm. education, yeah. resources, mm-hmm. to make them what we would call right. flourish when they become mature yeah. that yeah. In, 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 right. their, in their mental capacity, their career, their mm-hmm. social life. Uh, their spiritual life. You want to. So too, our heavenly Father wants to see us fully matured. Yeah. Who we want. He's to the image of Christ. But part of that is not only the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but it's the Word of God. Yes. He's given us the Word of God, and I use this illustration. We can't yeah. see it on the radio, but you can. Yeah. I can at least describe it. Yeah. This hand, I have a marble. Okay. This hand, I have an acorn. Yeah. They're both about the same size, same weight. They're both round. In terms of functionality. What can this marble do? Well, you can play a game of marbles with it. You can put it in a slingshot and shoot it. That's about it. But this acorn, if you put it in the ground and it gets enough water, what can it do over 30 oh, years? Yeah. It's going to be three, three times yeah. the size of your house. Mm-hmm. It's going to produce a thousand more acorns. It's going to provide mm-hmm. leaves and homes for squirrels and birds and yeah. lumber for trees and houses. Yeah. <laughs> My point being, this has this is a living thing. This is a man-made thing. This was made by God. This was made by man. This has so much growth potential in it if it's properly cultivated. Yeah. So to the word of God. That's why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 13 about the seed and the sower. If that seed goes in the ground, that word of God, and you understand it and cultivate it, you'll bear 30, 60, 100-fold fruitfulness. See, that's the key is that word. Of God. That's why Jesus says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, 
then these other things kick in. You yes. see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you think about it, there's so much potential in the Word of God. You know, it, it's th- this is no different, us asking people to get into the Word. This is no different than telling your kids to stop before they cross the mm-hmm. street, yeah. look both ways, and fire will burn you. <clears throat> Don't stick your finger into an electric outlet. Exactly This right. stuff, it, it's no different than that. Right. But it's actually much better. It, it, it is the blueprint they need for life. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. There's no other way to say it. This is the blueprint they need, and then they're going to leave it behind for all the generations exactly after their family. Right. Exactly right. And, and that's the key to this. So when you think about creating disciples, you can do that in your own family to start. That's right. Because that's what you're doing. Like with your kids, um, with the people close to you, with your you know extended network in the family, but creating the disciples is so important because that's really, too, what this prayer is about. And God will reward your prayers if they're good-intentioned. And, um, you know, one of the things I do at the end of it is I say, let your will be done, not not ours, yeah. not mine. Yeah. And, and that's the way Jesus prayed. Yeah. You, you know, the, the other thing, too, I started thinking about this where Jesus would always say, I just do what my father does. Yeah, I'm watching my father and I do what he does. Yes, right. He's alignment. He's in, yeah, he's in perfect. So alignment. when we start to think about these verses, I think, you know, we don't have that connection point per mm-hmm. se yeah. in real time that he did. He was the son of God. Right. But I think we're supposed to try and emulate him yeah. like that. Exactly right. In all things. So I'll, I'll yeah. just touch on one of your points, David, about the effect of, a, of a, when you live like this, mm-hmm. what happens. Now, I've, I come to Christ in 1975, right? By yeah. God's grace, right. you know, through faith. But... And now I'm 74 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. what, 50 years almost. Uh, but what I see happen to my children and my now my grandchildren, yeah. I have four children and, and 12 grandchildren, the trajectory of their lives, uh, spiritually speaking mm-hmm. and flourishing, you know, both yeah. uh, physically, spiritually, relationally, that's by God's grace. But now you think of that those 12 grandchildren going out into the world mm. to school and to career, how many people they can touch as oh they continue gosh. to walk with the yeah. Lord. So point being that you get one person or one mm. couple that's Christ-centered mm. and is willing to abide in Christ and his word abide, you don't know where it's going to end up in terms of your, just like this little acorn, you know how many acorns that thing can produce. Am I right? Yeah. It just keep going yeah. and going and going. But and and God's requirements are not that great. I mean, they're not like you know, mm-hmm. go give up everything mm-hmm. and live on top of a mountain in a cave or something like this. Yeah. He's saying, no, live life, stay close to me. That's what abiding means. Mm-hmm. Abiding when Jesus says you abide in me, that to abide the definite means to remain uh, stability, uh, fixed in a certain state, yeah. continue in a place. It speaks of a deep and personal relationship. For example, your relationship with your business associates mm-hmm. is different than your relationship with your wife and your children. Sure. You know, so, or if, if, if I go traveling and I stay in a um, bed and breakfast mm-hmm. or I stay in a hotel, I'm not abiding, yeah. but I abide in my house. You see, mm-hmm. and what Jesus is saying here, don't just come to me when you need something or just in a crisis mm-hmm. like a hotel when we need a hotel on the road. Abide in me, continually remain in me, stay. That's why he used the metaphor of vine and branches 
or he is where the body of Christ and he's the head. See how the tissue is all connected? Or he'll use the idea of a husband and a wife and the two shall become one. This idea yeah. of union, when we get that, we draw life from mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. And he says, so the, he never changes, okay? And his word never changes. So when we lock into those two components, yeah. these four benefits yeah. are an outgrowth of that. Yeah. If we don't, we won't. <laughs> Just, yeah. It's a spiritual principle of, of sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. It's like your children, if you have children. Uh -huh. um, when they get rewarded for doing a chore, or they get rewarded for good behavior, it's the same thing God is doing with us. Yeah, It's exactly the same kind of relationship. He will reward you for the good behavior because good behavior, at least in my case, is not easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know. It might be easy for other, like you or other people, but you know, I'm a type A personality. I'm a maverick. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, is, it is hard for me on a daily basis at times to remember uh, you know, if I'm trying to emulate Christ, I'm like, well, I know Christ wouldn't have done that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So, you know, it, it's a daily walk. Yes. And, and I think Paul said we have to die to ourselves daily. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what he said? So uh, what I've, I think the one thing I've done is since we've been on this walk together with Christ, John, and I feel very blessed about that to this day, and I'm going to, until I die, um, I realize I got to focus on one day mm. because one day is a big enough challenge for me just because of the way I am, mm -hmm. you know, and my interactions and what I'm trying to accomplish. And when you do that, it also helps you with this. And I think Jesus also told us, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. There's enough problems yeah, today. Right, right, right. And so, you know, and, and, and you have to tie all that in with this kind of prayer. And, and what this means, yeah, because it'll help you get through it. We're not Christ, exactly. Right. I know I'm not, and yeah. you know. So to to move forward, we need all the all the tools we can to make this work. Make it work, yeah. right? And he gives us the tools. Here's what he says right. about staying close to him. Yeah. Abide in me. I'm in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Right. He says this: "Come to me." In other words, we serve an invitational God. He yeah, wants us he does. to come to him. Yeah. You know, the, the father of the prodigal son, he wanted mm -hmm. a son to come to him. Mm -hmm. Even though he was destitute and had no money and smelled like he was in a, in a pigsty. Yeah. He wanted, it says in Isaiah chapter 1, Come, let us reason together, though your sins mm -hmm. be as scarlet. Jesus says, come unto me, all you that are thirsty. My point being mm -hmm. is, we serve an not like, get away mm -hmm. from me. I don't mm -hmm. want you. I'm going to judge you. No, he says, come mm -hmm. on, come to me. He says, mm -hmm. Come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden. I, I, are mm -hmm. people in the world today oh, weary yeah. and heavy laden? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all kinds wow. of. Is my retirement fund going to yeah. be enough? Are my children yeah. going to turn out? Is this and yeah. this? And am I going to lose my job? And yeah. we're weary. We're like, yeah. he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give, give you, you rest. rest. Yeah. That's abiding yeah. in him. See this instruction he's giving? Yeah. He says, now you take my yoke upon you. In other words, a yoke was something two oxen uh, would share together when they're pulling a plow. But if if we're yoked up with him, who's bearing a heavy load? He is, because yeah. we're just yeah. riding. We're kind of going for the ride. But to be yoked with him means you're going in the same direction with him. Yeah. To be yoked with him means you're staying close to him. Yeah. It, you know the visual I just had, um, I had a lot of fun when I was younger because two of my friends were Olympians. Mm -hmm. And one was a biker 
and the other one was a U.S. speed skater. And I was a football player, and I thought, man, I'm really wonderful, until I went out with them to train yeah. on my bike. But what you find is, you know, they, they would teach you, you get behind the leader, mm -hmm. and all that airflow hits the first person. Yeah, right, right. It's the same way that you see the geese flying from Canada to the U.S. Racing cars, yeah. And that's kind of the way it works with Christ. He'll take everything on to make your path easier. Yeah. He's, he's in the front. Yeah. And that's when we put his armor on, too. That's kind of how it works. Yeah, and he gives us, like it's you said. It's a lot easier to pedal. It's a lot easier oh, to get yeah. through life if you're not in that lead pole position. Yeah. And, and that's really um, what Christ does and, and what the Word of God can help you with. Exactly. He says you protected. here, yeah. take my yoke upon you. And he says, learn of me. Right. Well, to learn from somebody, you have to be close to somebody. Yeah. Then he says this, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Why don't a lot of people have rest for their souls? Is they're not learning about yeah. Christ. They're not staying close to Christ. And they're running around with their hair on fire because they, they don't know what's going on and what's going to happen John, next. This world is scary. Yeah. This world is made up of sinners. Mm. This world is made up of people that don't know the Lord. They're doing crazy things. Mm. If you just exist in that realm, at least from my perspective, and you've taught me this too, it is scary. Mm -hmm. But if you have God, it changes everything. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're part of that new race, and we're in that protective camp. Yeah, I mean, right? Look, he, he promised us I'll never yes. leave you nor forsake you, right? Right. I mean, a meteorite could come out tonight, and oh. boom. I mean, China or Russia right. could start launching sure. nuclear. We yeah. don't know. We yeah. live in an uncertain world. My point being that mm -hmm. in an uncertain world, what's certain? Yeah. Well, Jesus Christ. What's certain? His word is yeah. not changing. He will never leave you nor forsake yeah. you. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Uh, he started a good work mm -hmm. in you. He'll bring it to fulfillment. Mm -hmm. All of these promises are there. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not going to move anywhere. Now, we could go through really great times and comfortable yeah. times, or we go through really hard times. I'm not saying it's yeah. easy. But think about when these letters were written yeah. and these words were spoken. They were This little nation of Israel with the apostles, they were under the heel of the Roman Empire. It was very cruel, Yeah. very superstitious age. All kinds of strange things were happening. You could get leprosy, you could yeah. get food poison. But even in the midst of that, Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, learn of me. 2,000 years later, we sit here and we say, this is real, we're trying to appropriate mm -hmm. it. But he says, if you remain in me, if you abide in me, and my word abides in you. Let me show you how the word of God works in this set, in this way. Turn, if you will, there to Psalm 100, Psalm uh, uh, 119. This is the that's the longest chapter in the Bible. It's all about the Word of God. Psalm 119. Oh, 119. Uh, 119. I want to show you something. Uh, now, look what he says in look what he says in verse uh, 89. Okay. Psalm 119, verse 89. Okay. So, it, yeah, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Okay. So here we see God's word is eternal. In other words, Jesus says, heaven, in another place, he says, heaven and earth will pass away. Right. Because it's truth. Mm -hmm. See, truth never changes. Two plus two equals four. Seven hundred, a thousand years ago, two plus two equals four. A thousand years from my right, if we're on yeah. the moon and I have two apples and you give me two apples, I go, that's truth, right? Mm -hmm. Truth. So he's saying his truth, his word is settled forever. Where? In the heavenlies. Now look, it comes down a little bit. Look at the next verse, 90. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. 
You're, you established the earth and it endures. Okay, now he's saying the word of God is enduring. It's faithful mm-hmm. in all generations. How did he create the earth? Through the spoken word. And it abides. Then he says, verse 91, they continue this day according to your ordinances. Yeah. That's another thing for word. Mm-hmm. For who? For all your servants. For that thing that was settled forever and ever in heaven came down to all generations. And now he says it's benefiting your servants. But look what he says in verse 92. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. Notice that. Now it comes down to an individual person that's going through problems. And this word that's settled forever and ever in eternity has practical application in his daily life. See how it comes in a downward motion? Comes down from the heavens to all generations, to the earth, to his servants, to me and my problem right now. Yes. Amen. (laughs) That's the word of God. Yeah. And so... um, yeah, we had some questions come in, oh, John. Uh, one is, uh, how do we abide in Jesus? What does that look like going through a typical day? Okay, well, again, think of the relationship. Think of a relationship, somebody that you're really close to. Well, number one, you want to communicate with that person, right? Yeah. So uh, if, if, if you have a friend and you never talk to him, mm-hmm. and he never talks to you, that can really hurt the relationship, can it not? Oh, yeah. So one thing you want to do when you get up, first of all, you want to make sure you have that relationship. Yeah. Are you a child of God? Yeah. If you're not, you know, the mm-hmm. Bible clearly mm-hmm. says, if you'll confess with the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him, you shall be saved. First and foremost, do you have that relationship? If you have that relationship with Jesus, that means his Holy Spirit indwells you. Mm-hmm. Clearly, and that you can see that in the previous chapter, if you look at uh, chapter uh, fourteen, uh, he says uh, he, he talks about the fact that uh, in verse twenty three says John fourteen, uh huh, verse twenty three. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come and make our home in him. So here we see Father and the Son, the Trinity, is yeah. making their home. Verse twenty six. John 14, then the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things because he's living in you. That's the first thing. To abide in Christ, you must realize he's abiding in you. Mm-hmm. If he's not in you, then get in right relationship. That's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, examine yourself. Are you even in the mm-hmm. faith? Yeah. Is Christ in you? Right. If Christ isn't in you, you're not a believer. Mm-hmm. But that's what you can get. You can call upon him today to as many as received him. To them he gave the power to become a child of God. Yeah. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, once you have that relationship, uh, he's dwelling in you, then you want to communicate. I would suggest, I, I find that morning is best time. You wake up before you start your day, really. Talk to him in prayer yeah. and allow God to talk to you in his word. We speak to God in prayer, not just what mm-hmm. we need, but we're thankful for this. Here's some concerns mm-hmm. I have. I want to draw closer to you today. I have a business appointment. I want you to protect my child as they go off to school. We're praying. We're communing. And then as we read the Word of God, allow Him to speak to us. Do you just read. open the Bible up to any Well, uh, I have different reading patterns. Like okay. I read through the Bible chapter by chapter every year, but then I'm teaching something. But yeah, you could open it up to, um, okay, today's the ninth. Mm-hmm. What, what does it say in Proverbs 9? What does it say in Psalm 9? You can work on, maybe you're working on one of the Gospels, okay? So I have different yeah. reading oh, that's plans. Good. But I the like idea, that. the key there is you're speaking to God in prayer yeah. and you want him to speak to you in, in his word. word. That yeah. gets you into the relation. Then through the course of your day, I always say if you're truly a Christian and you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, 
for me personally took the nails mm -hmm. i think it helps me a little obsessive about jesus <laughs> what i mean by that i think he should be in our thoughts day you're driving a yeah. car doesn't I, mean you're gonna be distracted but you're, oh. you're just thinking you know yeah. like th wow, he yeah. died for me he indwells yeah. me look at his creation mm -hmm. uh, look what he did for me look at this prayer mm -hmm. he answered you're 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 he's he's almost like a like a, a continual yes. presence in your thought life th th that's where when i i think about it marinating the word of god yeah. in your head and yeah. in your mouth yeah. because you want to speak good things to people yeah you exactly. want to speak life you don't want to speak darkness or death right out of and, the abundance of the heart means yes the mouth speak it so if you think of your heart like like yeah. the well right and your speech is the bucket that mm -hmm. gets the whatever's yeah. in your heart yeah. is going to come out and so it says in colossians chapter 3 verse 16 let the word of god abide in you richly so mm -hmm. this is part two of this abide we abide in jesus and his word abides in us but to the questioners the question that was just asked how do we abide or draw? Well, number one, realize he wants to have a close relationship. That's why it says in James, draw near to God, mm -hmm. and he will draw near to you. It's not, he's not, in other words, he, mm -hmm. he he's not remote and just, yeah. he wants, and so every day it's, you can pray, Lord, I want to learn how to abide in you. Lord, yeah. I want to know what it means. Mm -hmm. Part of drawing, remember when God appeared to Moses in mm -hmm. the burning bush? You know, he's like a shepherd up mm -hmm. on that backside of that mountain. And he all of a sudden he sees this burning bush and it's not burning, you know, it's not being consumed. And before, as he approaches it, the voice says, stop, take your shoes off for you're on holy ground. In other words, get rid of those things of the world, sin, patterns, habits that, you know, mm -hmm. lay aside every weight of sin that he's and draw closer to God. The closer we draw to God in this abiding, the more we get rid of sin. That's why before... I was a believer. It didn't matter to me. I mean, I I, I didn't try to hurt people or nothing, but it didn't matter if I got drunk or did it. it, I, oh, yeah. it I had no conviction. Right. But once you come to Christ, he's convicting you of your words you speak. He's convicting you of a bad attitude or if I'm jealous or, or mm -hmm. bitter towards somebody. Mm -hmm. He's the, my imagination he wants. To, so as you get closer and closer, I'm just finishing up this yeah. question, that, which is a very good yeah. question. Um just think of relationship, yeah. okay? And we can draw closer. How close can you come to him? How close do you want to be? Because when he says, if you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. I had an old preacher friend tell me, you're as close to God or as far as way as you choose. Yeah. Think Isn't about that it. The truth? Think about um, it. When you get those thoughts too, um, you know, you taught me to pray for those people. Mm -hmm. Like if you're thinking those negative thoughts or you have animosity or jealousy or whatever it might be, um, and that that helps too. Um, uh, yeah, we yeah. So, so let's see. We, we, here's a, here's another one. Um, I'm glad people are asking questions, Dave. That's really yeah. good. So if we remain in Jesus, yes. you know, it, it it's kind of hard when we're busy. So how how do you go about that? Now I think you. You mentioned uh, that you talk to God during the day. You know, I started doing that too, and and it removes some of the chaos that's going on around me. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what it is. It's like when you have that direct line. Yeah. It's kind of like He will stop the noise, the chatter in your head between your ears. Yeah. Well, it says it, in the yeah. scripture, "Great peace have those who love Your word." Yes. So um, that comes the second part: abide in Jesus and His word. Those two mm -hmm. go together in in partnership or tandem. Because if you let the Word of God dwell in you richly, okay, mm -hmm. as it says in Colossians 3.16, it, um, 
It also says that in Psalm 2, uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 1, where it says in terms of flourishing, which we want to do, we'll talk about that, uh, yeah. this relationship, it says this in Psalm 1, um, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. That's the world we live in today, right? Right. It's criticism, mockery, scornfulness. We don't go that route. We don't, we're not consumed with the thoughts of that popular culture. But verse 2, but his delight is what? In the law of the Lord. Yeah. And in his law, he does what? He meditates day and night. He shall be like a, a tree planted by rivers yes. of water, brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. So instead of looking at a chaotic world all around, around here, you're focusing on the word of God. Meditate. To yeah. meditate on God's word, one of the best ways to start is to memorize, quite honestly. And because it doesn't have to be long chapters, but just start. Mm -hmm. And you'll find out the more you memorize, the more you can memorize. Yeah. And then that word of God is always with you. Like you're driving down the car and you might be thinking, Psalm 8, uh, what is man that thou visited him? What, you know, you made him a little lower than he is. So you're thinking about that. Or you're yeah. looking at the sky on a beautiful winter day. Right. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firm. So you're, 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 the word of God is just in you, right? It's just moving yeah. you. Well, here's, the, here's a practical law. You cannot hold two thoughts at the same time. You, just like you can't be sitting in two chairs at the same time. Yeah. You, your body occupies a singular space. So, too, you can't hold two thoughts at the same mm -hmm. time. So what do you thought do you want? The world and the climate and the, and the uh, war and the inflation. That, that's like the, the double-minded man. Yeah, exactly. That, and it says, hey, James, yeah. you'll just keep flipping. You like toss to and fro like it's the one, sea. It's one or the other. Yeah, just so you hold. Yeah. So you find out you're getting worried. Or this, and you and you pull it back. What the Bible calls you take every thought yeah, captive to right. the obedience. Yeah. So you bring it back. And you say, okay, you know, like I think, okay, uh, I, you know, I'm alive today. You know, I, I have I have family, I have friends. I, we can go share a meal together. I have excellent books to read. Uh, we can influence other people's lives and try to get them on the right path to be walking with the Lord. There's so many benefits, you know. But uh, here's what I do sometimes, David. Like I have this big whiteboard in my office, yeah. right? And I'll take a pencil, red pen, and I'll put three red dots on that. And I say to my class, what do you see? Mm -hmm. They go, I see two dots. No, I see three dots. Oh, yeah, three. No, they're three red dots. I just say, I say, does anybody see the whiteboard? My point being, we tend to go towards the negative. We tend to just see those things that, you know, are yeah. problem. We don't see the big whiteboard, mm -hmm. all the blessings mm -hmm. in our life that we're alive. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the Word of God. We have fellowship. Yeah. That's my point. You can cultivate just like in your backyard, left on its own, what happens? Weeds and bugs. And that, but yeah. you, could call, you cultivate it. you got a beautiful backyard. And, and it must be our sinful nature because even when you look at the press and the news, that's where they go. Oh, yeah. And people seem to love it. Yeah. You know, I, I wish there'd just be the good news. You know, no. uh, th that would be, you know. Uh, you know what the newspapers I, used to say? Yeah. Uh, if it bleeds, it leads. Why isn't there a news show for just the good news? Yeah, well, just, I mean, the, I, I wonder what kind of following we'd have. But you know, that's true, and it's got to be our sinful nature. Well, that we love hearing bad things about people. One TV station, almost yeah. every before their news, they go alert, big yeah. red letters, alert, alert. You're thinking, yeah. what's going on? And yeah. they, oh, it's going to be 35 degrees. And well, plus, I mean, what can we do with all this? We can't process all this news. I mean, if a bridge collapses in, in Venice. Venezuela. Yeah. What can I do? <laughs> you know, I. But it's on the news because it's cataclysmic. You see what I'm yeah. saying? 
That's why the old newspaper people used to have this byline, if it bleeds, it leads. In other words, put the yes, catastrophe, and they true. used to say they used to say this: put hell in the headlines mm -hmm. and put heaven in the mm -hmm. ads. Yeah, put hell in. Yeah, it'll get their attention. Yeah. It's got, but then, then on all your advertiser, brand new, improved. You buy this, you're going to be a better person. So the thing is, the word of God is different. It it, it gets you on a whole different yeah. channel. It has you a whole different uh, tracking thought life. You see, that's what yeah. we want to do. And if you're in the world, the world will flip you this way and that way and the fears of the world and the phobias. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the Word of God, for one thing, the Word of God is not of this world. It's supernatural. It's living. It's effective. It's effectual. It's um, it's permanent. It's got all these qualities. I don't care. You can get the best inspirational book on the shelf. It doesn't equal the Bible. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it just came to mind, John, when you take a look at the, the 12 apostles before Jesus died, they were committed. Yeah. When he died, they were paralyzed. Sure. And they froze. They hid. When he um, was reborn, they turned into superheroes, mm -hmm. right? And so they, they bore much fruit. And, you know, really the fruit bearing is a sign of a, of a believing disciple. You can say you're a Christian. But it's the fruit that you're giving off, just like that acorn seed yeah, right, right. that you gave me. And and you saw, you have to believe, like the apostles, even though they were with Jesus when he died, that, that's that's what it took for them to totally say, oh my gosh, what, did, what happened? Were we following the right guy? Yeah, right, Was right. he not the Messiah? Right. They questioned everything, yet they even saw his miracles. Yeah. You know, firsthand, we haven't, we see miracles in our own life, but we weren't walking on the beach with Christ yeah, right, while right. he was cooking fish for us yeah. and telling us stories and also doing miracles. But for us, we can call ourselves a Christian, but we can't do it in a bubble and in a chamber. Yeah, right. You, you know, we actually have to have to bear fruit. And, and bearing the fruit is by people seeing you walk into a room, and this is the challenging part for me to this day, and making sure people understand, wow, he's different. Mm -hmm. He's different. What is that about? Right, right. Where does he get his compass from? Where does he get his pilot light? Where does he get his energy? Exactly right. And so that's really what this prayer is about. In a lot of ways, you know, I pray this prayer for myself that I can do this, mm -hmm. that I can bear fruit, you know, that I am inviting in Christ, that I can do it. Give me strength to do it, right? We can turn that prayer into that that self-prayer oh, to yeah. help us get to the perfect yeah. uh, part of this prayer that God wants us to, to do, which is create disciples and bear fruit to show his greatness and the fact he's living in yeah. us. Yeah. One of the ways you bear fruit and yeah. you're close to Christ yeah. is um, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 5, it talks mm -hmm. about this. Uh, I mean, I can just read it straight up. But it's the idea... Um, he wants us, to, if a person really has a relationship with Jesus Christ, he's going to bear fruit. Yes. I mean, it's just like a child reflects the characteristics of right. his parents. Mm -hmm. He says this, um, um, Now, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm -hmm. All of these attributes are really the personality qualities of Jesus. Yeah. And, and that'll come out of us as we stay close to Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the ways we bear fruit, is simply growing <laughs> in Christ-likeness. Uh, the other way we grow is the fact that um, when we encourage others and we disciple or we try to lead somebody to Christ, Paul calls that bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. uh, he says... Um, uh, 
in other words, you, you, you're helping people and your life is touching mm-hmm. people. You might not see them again, yeah. but you've touched their life in such a way that, that they're fruit bearing now. You yes. planted seeds or you see. Yes. So uh, the other way is generosity. Jesus yeah. says, uh, do your good works before men that they might see him and glorify your heavenly father. Yeah. So the, uh, the fruit of our lips the way we speak, or do we praise God, or do we thank God? There's all kinds of ways of expressing fruitfulness. Yes. But if you abide in Jesus, and his word abides in you, it's going to come, I don't want to say naturally, yeah. but almost naturally. It's an outflowing of that. Uh, and, and when you consider, like, uh, I, when I was in the army, I knew this guy that was a Christian. I was not. Uh-huh. Okay, this is 50 more years ago. But his life was different, like you said, about people that are transformed. He had peace. He had purpose. He had direction. And I, I looked at him from afar off. I just We just thought he was a little different. I didn't go get drunk and all this other stuff. But his life planted a seed in my life that would come to mm-hmm. fruition three years after my discharge from the Army when I accepted Jesus Christ. Now, he might not have even known that. But once you start bearing fruit, even in the natural, what is it about fruit? Well, it looks good. So if you yeah. go see, if you're in Florida, you see an orange mm-hmm. tree or bananas or you see apples, then it looks really good. It's attractive. Yeah. So too, if, if somebody has love, joy, peace, we live in a world that doesn't have joy, David. Oh, I know. We live in a world that doesn't have peace. We live in a mm-hmm. world that just doesn't have compassion by and large. So when you see that in, mm-hmm. in somebody or in a family, mm-hmm. that's attractive. Yeah. But here's the thing. Fruit is not meant for the tree that bears it. It's meant for others. And when yes. they take it, what's contained within it for every piece of fruit? Oh, seeds. A seed. Right. That's the key. You're planting seeds. You're planting seeds. Yes. And people are looking. Mm-hmm. I really believe, we'll start wrapping this up here. I really believe we live in a very spiritual age. In this sense, people are looking. People are looking. What can I do? What's going to happen to me when I die? Mm-hmm. Is there, is there a, a, a compass I can go yeah. by? Is there a GPS system I can organize my life around? Or do I just, mm-hmm. you know, watch Netflix or go out on weekends and get drunk or smoke some marijuana? Yeah. What can I do? What can I do? Mm-hmm. Well, once you come to Jesus and once you have his word, doesn't mean you're perfected in a rut, but man, you're on the right track and yeah. you'll know it. Because Jesus says in John chapter 7, the Gospel of John, if you'll, con- if you'll continue in this doctrine, you will know it's from God. Yeah. You will know it. And nobody can mm-hmm. dissuade you otherwise. And you can take that all the way to the end of life. I mean, the beauty of Christianity is not only the life you live on this planet, but Jesus says, I have not seen, ear, heard, or entered in the heart of man. What great things God has prepared for those. The best is yet to come. You know, and I was there when my brother Jim died uh, about five years ago, and he he was quite, he was at peace. Now, he didn't want to die, and if we could have prayed and sought a cure, he was only 70. But um, you could, I've been with people when they died, believers, they die well. You know, I mean, it doesn't mean, they're not going to miss loved ones oh, yeah. and miss the familiar. But nevertheless, there's a certain sense of, okay, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. To be absent from the body is to be present yes. with the Lord. Yeah. He, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that we're up. So, hey, you know, it's a win-win. Yeah. That's, the, that's the beauty of, uh, of, the, of the whole yeah. Christian life. Right. I'm going to start wrapping up, but I want to say... Uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in today. You know, sometimes we get going, David, and the time goes like that. It sure does. But I'm very happy for these questions that came in. Yeah. Because I want to ask yeah. people to do more of that. Yeah. And um, it, it kind of helps us, too, you it know, to, to know where the, the audience is at. But yeah. this is WNZN 
radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. I mean, this station is a tremendous blessing yes, uh, that is. we're able to have this every Saturday, David, and to, and to be it able sure to get is, on. Man. And uh, yeah. we just thank God for that. And Mark Ballard and all the staff there, that all they do to get these things on yes. the airwaves. And your son. And Michael yep. archives it, yep. my son Michael. And then uh, anyone that's interested, if you go to www.john1421, that's John mm -hmm. and the number 1421.com, all our shows are archived there. You just, on the left side, you know, all the way down, and you can mm -hmm. see everybody from uh, international uh, missions and uh, Campus Crusade for Christ and Fellowship of Christ, all these yeah. interviews we've done and all these Bible lessons we've done. So, David, another week uh, is yeah. coming on here. And uh, thank you for any closing thoughts you might have, David. No, I, 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 think, the, I think the biggest closing thought is we in John 15, 1, it talks about the fact that Jesus is our only source of life. That's it. And and that's really what these verses are about. That's why you want to emulate yourself as closest to him as you can. But he's our only source of life. That's it. End of and, story. And, and, and that's it. And if, as we close, again, thank you for tuning in. But if, if we leave you with no, no other takeaway today, uh, look at John chapter 5. The whole yeah. chapter. Yeah, I mean, it's a great it's, but, chapter. Look at those two verses, yeah. John 15, 7 and 8. John mm -hmm. 15, 7 and 8. Those are pivotal. I believe you can you can base your life, your spiritual life, your regular life on those two verses. I, I really believe they're that important. Yes. So God bless you all. God and we look you. forward, God willing, next week uh, right here on 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. God bless you all. God bless you. Have a great weekend, everybody.